Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you said I'm just trying to think of something that I can say after I say hi. So carry well, on. you might have to interact before that anyway. Yeah. Okay. Let's just go. Hi guys on Film Listener, we're now on TuneIn.com, so what? if you have an Amazon Echo or an Amazon Dot, then you can tell Alexa to play the latest episode of Guys on Film whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I actually tried it and we weren't on there, and uh, turns out it's pretty easy to get us on there, so now you can you can listen to the podcast without even pressing a damn button. Wow, you can just voice activate it. Voice activation of Ollie and Ian. Does it... I mean, how well does it work with the accent of a Scotsman? I wouldn't go down that road. I, I mean, I've tr- I actually had to try quite hard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were getting better at this. Um, also, yeah, like, keep up all the good work. We've been getting lots of likes and new follows on various different social accounts and stuff. So uh, if you don't already, check us out on facebook.com forward slash guys on film. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at GOF Podcast and um, why not use our wonderful website um, and send us love letters or poetry or anything that's slightly more long form, big feedback Yeah, give us the big feedback and actually this week's episode is a subjective one, super subjective and yeah. actually I don't think either I and I assume you are really furnished with all the facts to make all the big calls here so if there's anything no. that we get wrong then you should be getting in touch with us about it. So, Immediately. hi, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. <laughs> we're both guys, we're chatting about film, it's a Guys on Film podcast. Gonna level with you, I still haven't thought of anything to say, so we're gonna have to move on. That's got to go down as one of our worst intros. Um, <sighs> you, you talked through me saying, hi, I'm Ian, and then handing over to you. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you didn't have any comeback. Do you want to do that again, or should we just march on? Let's march on. Um, I mean, okay. you know, I so, do normally so, have about a week to think of something, and I decided to start thinking about it probably about thirty seconds before I needed to. Uh, therefore, I mean, this is just this is just my my ad libbing is is obviously no good. I can't think on the spur of the moment. It says a lot about me as a person, about my creativity levels. Uh, so what have we got coming up? We're going to be looking at female action heroes or heroines. Okay. And this is um, because uh, around this weekend, well, the weekend before, but the weekend that we're actually recording it, we've got uh, Atomic Blonde coming out in the in the cinema, which looks pretty, pretty decent. Okay. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. Well, no, it look, I, don't, I can't vouch for if it's any good or not. I've not seen it. I'm just saying from the, I mean, trailer, the trailer, it looks good. Look- but what you're saying is that you don't like the fact that the marketing department have used the word slay. So you've, you're, going in, you're going in tainted, that's all I'm saying. Well, here's the thing. If, if it were just a female star and it said that the actress slays in this, I'd probably be slightly softer on that. Because <laughs> okay. I'd be like, 
you know what that's that's kind of I don't know feels like a term that's that comes from a particular place and I think to just say all the actors in the film slay I don't know it feels cheesy and over the top okay it's annoying fine and it's got nothing to do with Christmas that's true yeah um, as I keep saying so we're going to be talking about Requiem for a Dream then yeah movie heroine movie heroine yeah train spotting uh, Requiem for Dream what, what else what other films have had heroin in Maybe we'll do another. We'll do another whole episode on movie heroin. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So up front, though, we've got uh, the the seggy one for this week, which is a quiz. Uh, yeah. So we've got four questions each, and it's it's sort of the return of wrong, dead wrong. Yeah. Um, but this time we're we're scoring it properly. Yeah, so I'll be writing down the scores during this, and people people will be able to follow along. You can play at home. You can, you can play at home. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, go for it. Um, and then we've yeah we've got a deep dive on movie heroines, and uh, the goal of the deep dive then is basically we want to find the best action uh, heroine, and uh, we're going to go not, through not a very elaborate. Don't ever do it. <coughs> winners, action heroine. Winners don't take drugs, right? Wieners don't take drugs. Well, no, wieners <laughs> do take drugs. That's the problem. Confused. Anyway, point <laughs> is, we're going to try and whittle down to the the best uh, female action hero, and then we'll uh, be throwing it out to you to help us make the the final call. All in a very elaborate um, form of whittling. Yeah, I mean, you could say it's elaborate nine, but um, we won't say that. But let's let's move on to um, our quiz. Great. Guys on film. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the guys on film podcast for real. Uh, so um, so do you wanna kick us off with the with the quiz? Okay. Uh, this is a dead simple quiz. I mean, have you have you listened to a wrong dead wrong before? Very similar. I've Very been in similar, one. but we're You've been in a wrong, dead wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you certainly have. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, so the, the only difference this time is it's slightly more organised. We've got four questions each, and we're actually going to take down, take down whether or not people get it right or wrong. And then the person with the most points at the end is the champion of champions. Are you Listen, uh, do I have to have a pen and paper, or can I leave that responsibility to you? I mean, I've got a pen and paper, but I was actually thinking I would do this by digital means and uh, do it on Google Sheets, so which you're, you have you, access to. You are you can watch that uh, Richard Whiteley. Sure. Yeah. Or Richard Whiteley. Is it? Is he in Countdown? Is he? Yeah, he's in Countdown. Yeah. Or, or was. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. So sadly. Yeah. Okay, I can kick us off with the first question. Is that all right? Are you prepared mentally? Do you feel like you're in the zone for this? I'm. I mean, I'm scared. Four X deep side. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm scared because I don't know what level of question I'm going to get. Uh, but let's just go. Let's just bloody go for it. Uh, if people have been keeping up with us over the last couple of weeks, you'll have seen that we have been highlighting David Cronenberg's films. So our our current hero, David Cronenberg's. Oh, yeah. 2007 film The Ice Promises. is gonna break that one yeah that that one is uh, The Dead Zone yeah uh, it, it's not from 2007 though so no. listen to the damn question and you might get a point okay so our current hero David Cronenberg uh-huh. 
his 2007 film Eastern Promises. I've seen that. That's got Viggo Mortensen in it, and there's a there's a fight scene in a in a kind of a steam sure. room, and it's quite naked. Do Do you want me to finish the question? Just filling people in with a bit of colour. Right, you've not heard the whole question. Tell Eastern me. Promises sees him batter the Russian mafia naked in a shower room. <laughs> okay. In another movie known for its shower scenes, Viggo Mortensen batters this action star. Who is it? Viggo Mortensen batters someone else in a shower. Not in a shower, but it's a film known for its shower scenes. Now that's a big clue. Well, it's Psycho, isn't there? That's known for its shower scenes. Yeah. Was he in the remake? Was he in the dodgy remake? I think he was, mm, wasn't he? I can't. I cannot confirm or deny. Sorry, is, was that going to be your guess? And I was going to be like telling you the answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who, no, but I'm asking you for the action star that he beats up. And this is a lady. Yeah. I mean, this this is a an action hero, really, an action heroine. Now I'm just trying to think because I know that there's a there's a history of violence. It's another film mm-hmm. that's that's also a Cronenberg one. But is it famous for its shower scenes? I don't. I can't remember what one. This is really difficult. You've made it difficult. I'm just looking up Psycho, and yes, Viggo Mortensen was in that. No, oh, there, there you go, Psycho. Then that's the one. I'm going for Psycho. Right, but I'm asking you who the female action star is. The whoever the girl that was in it. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> oh, um, no, anyway, my my point was who the hell cast Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates? I don't know. And why did they let him masturbate furiously on camera? Mm. It, it, okay. se- it seems like a bad thing to do. Yeah, but look, I'll, I'm going to have to go for that. Uh, I can't, I can't, I just can't remember the name of the of the lead in, okay. in the film. Uh, Says so quite a lot about you. Really for the right? for the life of me, I just can't remember. It was quite a long time ago. The answer to your question that you somehow managed to pose yourself is that the uh, actress that played Marion Crane was Anne Hesch. Yeah, that's right. No, that's not the answer I was looking for, I'm afraid. But I tell you, I was, that was bloody good because Psycho is known for its shower scenes. It is. It was and a little Viggo bit Mortensen of, is in it. It's a little bit of a red herring. Yeah, you did red herring me. I've I've read your herring. Yeah. Okay. So give me the answer. Okay. So the answer I was looking for was, uh, it's G.I. Jane. Demi Moore. Demi Moore uh, as a topographical analyst and Lieutenant Jordan O'Neill. And what has that, has that got? Famous shower scenes in it? Has it? Yeah, she does a lot of training in the rain and in the showers. Right. <laughs> what sort with of training a, can you do in the, sh- in the showers? I don't, I don't know. I think like one-handed press-ups and stuff. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And that was a Ridley Scott movie. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, that, so that's zero to you. Confirmed. Okay. Uh, so I've got a question for you. <clears throat> Great work. So who was not offered... <clears throat> now, listen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who? A, a, a backward sort of uh, self-defeating question okay carry on right who was not offered uh, the role of Trinity in the Matrix right it was Carrie Ann Moss yeah so was it X-Files' Gillian Anderson was it uh, Sandra Bullock who was with Neo in Speed or was it V for Vendetta's Natalie Portman who was not of those three yeah, who was not offered the role. Yeah, 
I am so swinging. You're swinging. Yeah, I'm swinging. Swingers. Put your pants back on, mate. Oh. <sighs> so it's actually quite a good three because it is a good three. Look, it is a good three. That's what I'm saying. It's a good three all because they're all red <laughs> Yeah, none of them are right. No, Gillian Anderson had the look uh, from her sort of goth um, X Files days, <laughs> but I don't think she was offered it. Right. Then who was your second person? San- Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, I think that would have been kind of a crazy thing to actually offer her because she's so wrong for the role, but okay. I'm unsure. And then the third one, I'm thinking that um, 99 was around the time that Natalie Portman was only like sort of 16 or 17 or something like that, and she was in the Clone Wars or whatever, the one of the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like she was just a little bit too young. Right. So... I'm gonna go with it wasn't offered to Natalie Portman. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you're correct. Yes. One point to you. Um, so yeah, she was never even she was never even offered. However, Gillian Anderson and Sandra Bullock were. I've got a little fact here. Uh, so Sandra Bullock turned down the role of Trinity because she couldn't see herself acting alongside the actor the studio intended to play. Uh, the role as Neo, which I guess um, wasn't Keanu Reeves at the time, but then he was yeah. cast. And then she says she later regretted this decision because I reckon they probably got on like a house on fire. Imagine how that would have been. I think it would have felt like quite a different movie. Uh, it would have done, wouldn't it? There would have been, there would have had to have been more of a time panic element to it. <laughs> but also, I think you've just got sort of emotional previous there. That you can't, <laughs> you, you yeah. can't overcome. Yeah, I think uh, you know they're sort of kooky relationship um, was probably too much to just kind of rid yourself off to do it into the serious yeah. tone that's true Matrix. so there we go right, well okay. done you've got you've got a point I've got zero I'm on the scoreboard uh, uh, how are you doing at home ah great it's Ian 1 Ollie nil. you alright that's great yeah cool. brilliant well done <laughs> okay round two fast forward uh, five seconds for negative comment Ooh, you've got to try harder. <laughs> Great. It's, it's like uh, a choose-your-own-adventure. Except you have to listen to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> or do some arduous skipping. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so what's question number two for me? We've got to rattle through these now, because that's taken quite a long time. Okay, we all know that Bridget Nielsen starred alongside Arnie in Red Sonja. Yes. Not Conan... Uh, and she first starred alongside uh, Stallone in Rocky IV as Even Drago's wife and advocate Ludmilla. But what other movie was she in Sly with? <laughs> Sorry, was she with Sly in? <laughs> Inside Sly Stallone. Cobra. Oh, he's got it. Mate, I've got the poster on my wall. How could I not know that? Mm, I should have known. Cobra. Uh Every night I go to sleep, I, I look up and I see her name. So, yeah. Co- cobra. Cobra, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call Cobra Cobra in, in a very quick synopsis. The official synopsis. After witnessing several individuals going on a killing spree, including the New Order leader, only identified as the Night Slasher. <laughs> Ma- Wait, did he wet the bed? Ma- <laughs> uh, model and businesswoman Ingrid Knudsen 
Knudsen uh, becomes the group's main target due to her being the only one to witness their crimes. The bed way. All right. So that's Cobra. His Cobra was wet in the bed all night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. That's that's good. You're on the scoreboard, Ollie. Yes. How did you do at home? Wow, that's great. Ah, hard luck. <laughs> choose your own <laughs> okay. response. Uh, so, <laughs> the next one. Choo- um, choose who to listen to, and just listen to one of us for the rest of the podcast. Did you ever? Did you ever listen to um, when you were younger? Did you ever used to watch Eurosport? The yes. channel. So when they used to do like the skiing or something, they'd have all of the languages playing all at once. You ever remember that? Hmm. And like, so you could just about pick out English and, and follow it through. It was quite interesting. All the languages. I mean, after about four, how is any of it perceptible? E-fix. Anyway, let's move on. We do, um, we do have to wrap okay. this. So, Question two for me. This one is about Carrie Fisher. Uh-huh. Which half of Simon and Garfunkel was Carrie Fisher married to? Paul or Art? I mean, this is a 50-50. You're in a 50-50 scenario. Can I phone a friend? Um, you haven't got any friends. I mean, you, you are on <laughs> you are on the phone to a friend. Okay, in that case, because we're going with audience interaction, I'll ask the audience. Okay. The audience have spoken. Okay. It's Paul Simon. Is that your final answer? Yes. Y- correct. Yes, it's Paul Simon. Yeah, I kind of... Um, I vaguely knew that, but kind of somewhere in the recesses of my mind it was just it was just a little bit slightly larger font in your mind yeah so you're just like yeah Correct. I think I think yeah, yeah. so it's well nice. done so it's two yeah. two for you how, how are you doing at home oh uh, great that's oh, a really, shame yeah good one try hard on it keep it up that's good what I would say is that your dastardly technique has sort of reared its head again which is that when <laughs> I get when I get them right and this has happened in all, all the previous uh, quiz podcasts. <laughs> so when we say it's new, we actually mean that it's the same as it's always been. Your dastardly technique has reared its head again. That's what I said. Which is, what, what's uh, my technique? What is my dastardly technique? When I, when I get it right, you go, ah, oh, is that your final answer? <laughs> as, as if to give me the idea that I'm definitely wrong. And then I definitely know I'm right and then I commit to it. Right. Okay, fine. Fine. So I've just exposed Ollie's terrible nature to everybody. I mean, most of you knew that already. But Okay, question number three. Round three. Are you ready, Ollie? I was born ready. Without IMDb, yeah. how many Underworld movies has Kate Beckinsale starred in? Okay, so you've got Underworld 1, <laughs> Underworld 2. I think I'm going to take an educated guess here. I mean, she's been in all of them, surely. Mm, I think so, yes. I'm going with... Because I think it's four, right? I think it's four. But I'm going to... You know, like when you make a cup of tea in a, in a, coffee, in a coffee pot, in a teapot, mm-hmm. and you put one bag in for the pot? Yeah. So if you've got three people, one tea bag each, and one for the pot, yeah? So I'm saying I, mean, I think I think that's excessive, mate. So I'm saying four films and I'll put one film in for the for the sewed. So I'm saying she's been in five films. Okay, I mean I do want to pull you up on that T technique. I think you can actually go less when you're going at scale. But really? um, 
Depends how yeah. big a teapot is. I actually had I actually had the deepest brew of tea just right before the episode. Yeah, um, my, I've got one here and it's quite red in colour. Um, yeah, just, I, just I, before, I poured it and yeah. then I started doing the washing up. So I basically took like 10 minutes to wash some plates and then I went to it and I was like, oh God, so, I could stand my spin in this. Yeah, and could you? No, it's figurative. So, um, so you said five. I said five. Okay, you've said five. Okay. But if I get so, four, I'm still technically correct. Mm, yeah, but you won't get the point. <laughs> okay, it's, you know, because you're answering five. Yeah. Okay, so she was in 2003's Underworld. The yeah, you got a name. So it she was in 2006's Colon Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> she was in 2009's Colon Rise of the Lycans. Yeah. She was in 2012's No Call on Awakening. Yeah, I'm right so then. It was, it was un- yeah, Call on Blood Wars. Blood Wars in 20, 2016. Call on Blood Wars. Yeah. So it's five. I'm right. You're right. <sighs> but you were wrong, and you added the extra. But I mean, you get the point. That's yeah, fine. I get the point because now, my technique was good. Uh, it, it it is weird on on IMDb. I don't know if this is how the the film studio wanted it to go but there is no colon in Underworld Awakening this colon doesn't need awakening yeah but colon Blood Wars is quite a good one yeah, yeah. colon Evolution what, what's colon of the week Blood Wars <laughs> yeah I think so colon okay. of the week Underworld yeah. colon Blood Wars yeah uh, fine so that's a point for you okay well bloody done so that's yeah. two for you now Okay, right. Now, now you, you're going to find out that I was running out of questions to um, ask right about now. So my third question, and it's a pretty shit question. Um, you know, but anyway. So who is uh, Charlie's Theron's favourite actor? Is it... Now listen, listen. Okay. Is it Tom Hardy, <laughs> Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, or Tom Noonan? <laughs> uh, Charlie Saron it's either uh, Hanks or Cruz I don't know an awful lot about her you don't I, can, I mean no, you know she might win the the competition so we may you may hear she's very interesting well no actually you're wrong and you, you, you've actually messed yourself up there Ollie because I suggested we do action stars and you said no let's do the hero characters so Charlize Theron won't be winning anything Okay. but Furiosa okay. from yeah. Mad Max might yeah. be Okay. that's a little hint that's something yeah. to come a little bit later spoiler on spoiler alert spoiler alert I'm going to say Hanks because I feel like if if people if the if it was on likability, I think of those those four, I think Hanks is just the obvious winner. Um, Even though she worked she worked with Tom Hardy. Yeah, but I mean to say that that was your favourite actor, I mean that's yeah, very it's a bit ass kissy. Yeah. Okay, so you are you are you're correct. It is it is yeah. Tom Hanks. Uh, in fact yeah. I was reading Yeah, alright, fine, fine. I was reading a lot today how um, uh, Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy didn't get on at all on the set of Mad Max. Um, See, I there's a I lot didn't of tension about that. But I saw a clickbait. You know, you know those um, thumbnails that you get on YouTube of like 
10 stars you wouldn't believe didn't get on on set and they whatever. were and and actually they were in a thumbnail yeah they didn't get um, on yeah but often those are actually people that do get on and you go huh and then you read it and the thumbnail actually has nothing to do with the article no they 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 genuinely didn't see eye to eye um okay. but reading into it and and watching an interview with tom hardy um they they both put it down to uh george miller on the set was like his his vision is so much in his head that he's basically like film this do this ask no questions and they i guess it is probably just a matter of they needed to just go along with what he was saying but they were just frustrated uh, okay. and i just don't think they they really liked each other for a bit but mate they're they're fine now they're all right but it still doesn't change the fact that you know tom hanks is a is a favorite actor okay it's not okay so that's Cruise a point to me so, so after round three i've got three points ollie's got two and what about you the viewer slash listener wow that's oh, great that's that's a shame better luck next time ah oh, just keep keep up the great work okay uh final four final and, the, four. and going into the final round you've got work to do and you can only equalize um, so I've really got to seal the deal here. The pressure's on me. Yeah. It's, it's for me to lose, I think. The Farty Submersible has gone down far too low. It's gone way deeper than it should have done. And now the pressure is on the hull. <coughs> on the hull. Yeah. <laughs> on the hull, okay. yeah. Right, so carry on uh, anyway. Uh, this might be a little bit too personal, but I hope you're comfortable, Ollie. I'm not an action how, heroine. How many inches taller than you is Sigourney Weaver two four or five well how tall am I five foot seven right okay you, um, you told me that on a previous podcast because we did establish that you're the same height as Tom Cruise now I'm <laughs> gonna I'm going to now stop talking because I think any other clues are so I'm gonna get just get a pen and paper so I'm I'm five I'm five seven no no tools and implements are allowed but hold on just tell me that tell me the inches again Two, four, or five. Two, four, or five. So she's either five foot nine, five foot eleven, or five, fucking five twelve. Yeah. Six foot. I'm gonna say no more, mate. Uh, I'm gonna say she's four. She's four inches. She's tall. She's tall. She tall. She's four, she's four inches. <laughs> Taller than me. No. Oh, she's going to be starring in next year's The Borrowers remake. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's uh, she's way taller than I. Uh, she's. I'm going to go for five eleven. So that's that's four inches, is it? Taller than me. Yes. Okay. Uh, then you're correct, Ollie. She's got four inches on you. You've certainly got four inches on you. <laughs> That's... Did... What? Yeah. <laughs> You've got four inches on you. <laughs> anyway, good, so, good that, one, so I've so I've equalised. Yeah, but I mean, I've got one in hand, don't I? Four inches. Uh, so, um, how, how did you get on at home with that question? Ah, oh, wow, that's really great that you... Ah, uh, crushing one, defeat. Right. Well, I'll get used to it. Okay, what's next for me? Last question. Okay, so I, I'm four inches from success. Okay, so you're ready for this one. Now, this is something that you bring me up on all the time. It's pronunciation. Okay. So 
it's spelt Michelle Y E O H. But how is it pronounced? How? No, how? sorry, that's not my answer. How is it's it pronounced? How is it pronounced? Don't um, don't try and sidetrack. You know how is it pronounced? Michelle, 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 Yo, Yo, Yao, Y E O H. I know, I know. I'm I'm sounding it out. Okay, sound it out. This is I, no, mean, I mean this is all to play for. This is all to play for now. Now can I ask you where no. have you verified the pronunciation? Have this you heard is... her say her own name? Yeah. No you haven't. Well I can verify it moments after <laughs> you give me the answer. This is a tricky one because I know it's a, a tricky it's one. A, but Ian, it's a, it's the amount of times name. the amount of times that you have brought me up on pronunciation, you're getting a taste of your own medicine now. It's come back to bite you in the ass. I know, but uh, unless it's like a an established thing that's talked about in the press, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time she was in a film that people actually spoke about her name. I'm wow. going to say... <laughs> yeah. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Yeah. Huh? I'm, t- I'm trying yeah, to was, sound it out, mate. That was your answer. No, I'm trying to sound it out, and you're just going, What? Yeah? What is it there? <laughs> right. taking my headphones Listen. off for a minute. No, I'm not listening. I'm literally not listening because I took my headphones out. Okay. I'm right, the next, with, the next word that comes... I'm going with yo. With yo. Yeah. As in yo, man. Michelle Yo. Correct. Yes. Well done. I, I did actually take my headphones out just so I'd stop hearing your fucking insufferable voice. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ah, oh, winner! <laughs> so you got the more, but look, hey, that that last one didn't seem easy for you. No, I was. I mean, it was especially hard with continued chatting going on. How how am I to work out a pronunciation with somebody barking orders at me? Uh, anyway, so I got four points. You got three. Hey, you the listener, how did you get on? Huh, yeah, that br- brilliant that you did that well. Ah, uh, hard luck. I got four out of four. You've not done quite as well. Okay, great. So that was uh, both answers, depending on how you've done. Uh, if anybody wants to bring Ollie up on his pronunciation of Michelle Yeoh um, and where he's verified that information, then just let us know. Okay. How did you actually know that? What 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 was your research on that one? Uh, just it was on IMDb. It said okay. it was pronounced Yo. Okay. But I'm just about to listen to a video. Hold on. There you go. Did you hear that? Michelle Yo. Yeah, listen. Listen. There you go. It's fine. It's verified. It's verified. fine. It's verified. How do you how do you pronounce verify? Verify. Valerian. 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 Okay. Uh, live scores. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. What? How? What did we uh, call Valerian last week? Valerian. I just no, missed but, the A out. No, but the the term that we use for like the flop, stinking flop, or something. Bomb flop, stink flop, bomb stinker, or something like that. Yeah, bomb flop stinker. Yeah. 
Okay, great. Uh, life scores? Yeah. All right, so uh, it's life scores. I'm going to go first. This week's episode is going to be like pretty... Like, well, this week's deep dive, sorry, is going to be very subjective. Um, and a good part of the discourse that we have with different uh, viewers or listeners is um, just that they get back in touch and tell us why we're wrong. Uh, and somebody did manage to get in touch with me this week um, and told me that I was so wrong about Baby Driver. Um, so, I mean, I know that you said that you liked Baby Driver and I said that I was kind of not so keen on it. But, well, I'm um, cool. I'm cool to it. I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm. I, th- I think I think as time's gone, I'm less inclined to like it as much as it did. But that, I mean, that happens over time, right? Sometimes. Okay. So uh, they were calling me out on saying that it was kind of bad. Um, so Miles uh, said, dude, you're so wrong about Baby Driver. It was totes awesome. Uh, music was great. I really, really loved the relationship between Baby and his un- um, unrelated dad, Uncle. Yeah, um, that was good. Jamie Foxx and Kevin Spacey were excellent, which you yep, also agree. said. Yeah. I, I really don't. Um, and then he says... Um, it was gripping, engaging, and funny. I think towards so, the end. Um, I think towards the end, it was. It was that. It just. It's just that the. I think it took a little while for it to get there, and there was a few moments where, like, I think that dancing down the street bit, like you, did my head in, and also the bit where he sticks. Um, that is it. John Spencer Blues explosion, or, or something on in the car. Or, or maybe it's like the damned or something but he put he puts something on in the car and then he starts like air drumming and tapping everything and like singing along in it in a really cringy way a That's way that the start yeah yeah it's like a way that kind of made me feel quite like cringy um like that, if someone that, like what it could have done similar with, to spider-man 3 yeah the jazz and, scene and not quite as bad but i thought actually what i was really expecting throughout that scene was a a kind of classic Edgar Wright cutaway to someone literally just standing there at the side of the road watching him doing that in the car for you as the audience to go yeah he does look stupid doesn't he do you know what I mean I I, I was kind of a little bit surprised that that didn't happen Uh, it's too sincere on that it's too sincere yeah but what I mean like I think it I think some of the things that I think are objectively wrong with the film like the because he's been known to use his techniques to good effect to actually tell a bit more story and in this case I actually think that the overuse of the techniques doesn't actually really enhance the thing that he's trying to get across like they're just there for the sake of it like oh because that guy's kind of dancing around the kitchen making toast we'll just make a real drama out of it by changing the cameras many many times and so the script doesn't really work to enhance the relationships some of the like Spacey's reasoning for actually helping him out and then like sacrificing himself has really seemed seems stupid to me so script wise it's weird but anyway I think the biggest problem I have is subjective and this is why I like what Miles has said to me um, because it just wasn't my type of thing and I found a lot of it like a a cringe fest like the intro Yeah. but obviously he's gone to watch it and he's gone I thought it was gripping I thought it was really funny Mm -hmm. and he liked the relationship so I think it's just it depends how um, contrary you are about things I think I'm kind of like ugh the, I just it was it was too glossy and sort of sincere it didn't kind of laugh at itself enough the so, public. so yeah sorry I realised that this is my life score uh, 
I haven't really watched an awful lot of films because we are recording very quickly after the last time. But uh, I watched Hunger Games today in preparation for okay. um, the deep dive. I watched Hunger Games: Catching Fire, which I think is like the second one. Okay. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, I quite cool. enjoyed it. And I don't know. I, I've this will now be uh, in the past when people listen to it. But I, I'm going to see uh, Last Action Hero in seventy millimeter. God, you're so in love with seventy millimeter. Well, a lot of the a lot I don't want to the... watch it unless it's in seventy millimeter anymore. Um... Are you finished? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the cinema that plays retro films in London, the Prince Charles Cinema, yeah, um, which has loads of this type of stuff on quite regularly. Yeah, yeah the Fright ha- Fest as well has has the ability to project in thirty five or seventy. So a lot of the stuff that they can get hold of they do it that way so I mean given that we had the Arnie episode like just a week or so ago was it last week the week before yeah last week I wanted to see it again anyway it's not on streaming services so hey why not go and see it in 70mm yeah exactly yeah 90% of the films I'm going to see are digitally uh, projected Ollie so just get off your bloody high horse so yeah that'll be fun and generally everything else is pretty ace um can I say it's a nine again? Nice. Yeah, nine again. I've just had a nice cup of tea, and also had uh, a green Thai curry, um, which okay. is amazing. Oh well, not amazing. I made it. It was quite good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it wasn't Michelin star, but no. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm a nine. What's going on with you? Um, I, I'm going to just go straight ahead and say I'm I'm also a nine. Uh, I've had a really good. I've had a really good week. Okay, so, well that's fine then. Listen, deep dive. <laughs> listen. Uh, so my daughter, my daughter. Where are the uh, listeners? Yeah, my daughter's left left uh, little yeah. school now. She's going to big school next year to high school. So I went to see her Leavers uh, play of Sleeping Beauty, which that's was cool. good. Um, so well, that was well, nice. Were, you were kind of holding back on the good there. No, Were you going to give it a score out of ten? <laughs> no, well, I, I would like to see it um, remade, but starring lots of A-list celebrities with a massive budget, but still with the kind of delivery of a <laughs> of an eleven-year-old child. I think that would be that would be perfect, and it would be better than that commander thing that you've just comrade commander thing that you've just uh, pointed out. Comrade detective. Yeah. Uh, so look, it was great. It was really nice to see. Uh, you know, nice to see uh, me, me daughter growing up, and you know, sort of moving on to bigger and better things. She got a little award for being uh, charitable. Uh, she raised a, a bit for charity over the years, and you know, so very proud. Got a little bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping. From last week, I said that Valerian was going to be flop of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, bomb flop stinker yeah. turns out my prediction has come true it is oh, it's that's a, not it's housekeeping that's just validation and patting yourself on the back mate so budget of 180 million dollars uh-huh. have a have a guess how much it grossed from um, this is talking UK about worldwide uh, US box office 20 opening weekend less 17 Oh, yeah, from from three and a half thousand uh, theaters. So, 
sure. I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised. I think it, it did look a little bit ropey. Um I I think I I just don't want to go. Like I think I'm I'm glad that I don't have to go and see films and that I have a choice because I think I'd be quite stressed out about going to have to see that one. It ju- it just looks so sincere as well. I think the more I've seen of it, it looks like the way that uh, Dane DeHaan is always talking, he's talking in this kind of like Christian Bale Batman voice all the time, <clears throat> kind of thing. It's just no. That sounds a little bit like um, Steven Seagal. That sounds like <laughs> no. It sounds like the T one thousand in Terminator two. Uh, uh, Okay, uh, so we did actually get a little bit of housekeeping, and this is from uh, competition winner Andy Sambles. Housekeeping. Sambles. Uh, so this is about Spider. Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg, sorry. Uh, so Alan this is. Sambles. Yeah. So this is about Spider-Man's web shooters. Uh, so oh. you were asking, what, has has he always been able to shoot them from his wrists, or you know, what's the, what's the crack with the me- the mecha- mechanic devices? what's the bloody crack what's the crack with the web shooters so he says so the Spider-Man web shooting thing only in the dodgy Tobey Maguire version did it give him that power the reason it hasn't is if it came through a genetic transformation he'd be pooping not a word that I'd use I'd say pooing uh, so he'd be pooping webs I'd say shiting webs alright so he'd be shiting webs instead of having two streams from his arms so yeah, it'd be it'd be webbing out of his hoop. Yeah, because uh, prior- that's where it comes out of spiders, correct? Yeah, well, I guess so. Yeah, well, it's probably the most nearest place, and anat- anatomically, I suppose. Okay. Um, so prior to being bitten, Peter Parker has a genius level intellect, which is almost considered a superpower on par with Iron Man, Bruce Banner. Uh, Iron Man and the smartest person in the Marvel Universe being Mr. Fantastic so because he's a genius he creates his web shooters on his own the whole Spider-Man getting a suit from Iron Man is actually the comic version story arc of Civil War and is extremely well done so there you go um, okay case closed okay what uh, my my question back and maybe Alan can just keep a sort of uh, weekly uh <laughs> Back and forth correspondence. I can't. I can't speak for it. Um, I can try. Ollie, Ollie, yeah. put yourself in the mind of Andy Samberg, Alan okay. Sambers. Right. Uh, what was it when it was the original cartoon? That was. was it, I'm sure was that it was from his wrists or from his bum. I'm sure it was from his bum. Cer- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cer- certainly below the waist. <laughs> yeah. If we're wrong, then please, you know, get in contact with us and let us know that we're yeah. that we're way off the mark. Uh, but yeah, so that's okay. that's it. That's that's so, sounds very good. And that's actually, housekeeping. You, that's you bring up um, you bringing up Rosie is a good one uh, because at this stage in her life, she's she's left first school. She's going yeah. to second school now, high school, secondary yeah. school. She needs good role models. Yeah, and. Uh, it would be interesting to once we've gone through the various categories on the um, action heroes that we're going to talk about yeah. action heroines uh-huh. we should we should say is this a good person for Rosie to look up to yeah sure I think that's a good way to look at it as well okay I'm a nine okay. by the way 
Fine. Didn't they swallow an insight report that all that data out of the This really is a deep dive. I hope that information wasn't false. So, Ollie, do you want to take us through what the the format of this deep dive is going to be? No. Shall I? Yes. Okay. Wonderful. I'll get right on that. Okay, so uh, we want to find the best female action hero. Um, to do that, we've already got a list of the ones that we think are the big hitters that need to be on the list. But that yeah. list is basically only about eight people. And yeah. then there's a large pot of contenders that we're going to discuss, probably at speed, to see yeah. who makes up the, the other s- two members of the team. At speed two, right? Yeah. Speed two. Yeah, I mean... Annie from Speed 2 is definitely not getting my vote. Uh, and also, you've just written the word twat in the Google Sheet that I'm reading from, which is excellent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bumflop stinker. Um, fine. Okay, so of the 10 that we then whittle it down to, we'll be reviewing uh, their heroism, which we've broken up into a number of different categories. Yeah. Uh, that's tenacity, adaptability agency or their ability to take control of the situation for themselves uh-huh. uh, and their motives whether they're good or bad yeah uh, and two separate categories are their coolness and whether or not they're a good role model so those things uh, we're not going to actually score them I don't think but afterwards as you um, uh, may or may not be familiar with we're going to do a dot vote system to work that okay. out now, Ollie and I are going to do this are you familiar with dot voting hey if not let me hit you with all the details. Okay. Um, as a producer in the games industry, I'm, I'm familiar with this sort of uh, nonsense. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So the same way that the deep dive is called the deep dive because people can't just have meetings in 2017 anymore. <laughs> dot voting is a way for people to kind of show their sentiment about things. So if everyone says, oh, hey, all these things are not working in the way that we develop the project that we're working on then people can all shout about all the bad things that are going on and then people can dot vote them so you can yeah. pick the few things that you have to fix properly um, so you, you pick the things that are going to be most effective and most uh, most and how important do you do that with fixed. dots? okay so when you have a whole big list of things like our 10 action heroes yeah. Um, you get given a certain amount of votes. Everyone gets the same amount. Now, okay. let's, let's say, say for example, 10 that's votes. Eight, eight votes. Eight, eight, let's go with eight. 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 Okay. Um, but you're allowed to use those votes however you wish. So you can have up to and a predefined number, let's say three, on one of the things. So if we have 10 action heroes and I've got yeah. eight votes and I can vote up to three times on two people, then I can choose to take Wonder Woman and Red Sonia and put all of uh, all six of uh, the votes I could spend on them on them yeah and then use the other two on you know different people yeah okay so yeah uh, it's also called dotmocracy according to the internet I don't know wh- why you'd want to use that word dotmocracy yeah in dot voting participants vote on their chosen options using a limited number of stickers or marks with pens dot stickers being the most common <laughs> I don't mm. know about that no, it's not no very big. eco-friendly it's not I mean I'm not we're doing it digitally manager to get his uh, stickers oh. uh, sorry just Ian I've just got a call coming through I've got to accept it so can we just stop there for a sec sure yeah okay hello you alright no I know I know I was just on the f- on, on, on another call fucking hello 
sorry mate that was just Rosie it was literally a last day of school today so she's like you know a bit sort of upset about it so. not cool. as upset um, as I am okay that's fine okay so who's in the list we can go through them you you tell me okay well I mean coming in first and I wouldn't be surprised if this one runs away with quite a few dots uh, is Ellen Ripley who is Ellen okay. Ripley Ellen Ripley is the last survivor of the Nostromo yeah <laughs> uh, that's uh, Sigourney Weaver's um, well-known yeah. action hero uh, and actually like only really an action hero in Aliens yeah um, but she uh, became she famous a- as a character from Alien yeah and but there is a bit of action in, in all of them yeah um, but the, the, the only one that's a real real action movie is Aliens yeah I mean because she manages to obviously you know starts off as a, a crew member and this is the whole adaptability thing coming in. You know, good survival instincts. Yeah. You know, um, you know she's... Knows, knows how to get shit done. Knows how to get shit done. And, and uh, you know, she knows how to, you know, make the best out of a bad situation. Uh, so she obviously starts off in Alien, um, you know, surviving <laughs> against... Surviving against just how, the... How, just how the, did you like your time on the ship with the Alien? Oh, well, you know, we made the best of it. <laughs> yeah, but well, basically, she's you know she's just surviving against the the one foe there, uh, and she didn't realise that that was going to happen. She thought she was just on a you know on a trip back, and then this bloody thing happened. So she had to adapt. Her motive is to stay stay alive. Yeah, and uh, if you look at no, I, I don't know. There were a couple of questions I had about some of the other characters about how how we decide what constitutes the character um, and I think there's a good question on this one which is um, by the time that we get to resurrection then that's not she, she's not her it's anymore not, it's not really Ellen Ripley anymore it's it's part alien part Ripley so, um, so really so really when it comes to her motives I would look at alien one to three yeah and uh, I think in all of those there's a strong sense of looking after other people she's obviously yeah. deeply affected by the deaths of her um, crew um, yeah. in, in Alien 1 she's also very motherly and her motives are not just to save herself or her own skin but to yeah. help help Newt um, yeah. even and- even when the, the whole thing's bloody gonna blow and the computer on the actual like you know spaceship itself is saying gonna bloody blow up yeah. I'm, I'm going to blow up you got like you ain't got long she's saying well actually I'm going to go and rescue Newt Yeah. I'm going to strap a flamethrower to a gun and I'm going to bloody go and do it and she's and time's running out I'm save myself a baby frog yeah so yeah uh, so I you know I'd say she's double hard um, so she she goes into so tenacity wise VG She's got staying power, you know. She's she's committed to what she's going to do. She's not going to leave someone behind. Uh, she's very trustworthy, very honest. She can smell a rat a mile off. Absolutely, yeah. Although she did uh, misjudge. <laughs> there was that scene where she literally smelled a rat. <laughs> what? What is that? Is that you? <laughs> um, no, uh, well, she did misjudge, but you know she had good reason to. 
Um, yeah, you know, but she, she got past that. She got past yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so we think her motives are good. Uh, she's very much in control of her own destiny. Uh, although a lot of the circumstances unfold around her, the way that she responds to all of them is very much her own doing. Yeah, I think uh, like she doesn't need or rely on anybody else to get shit done. Well, and she's just constantly seeing through bullshit and she's constantly calling people out for it as well. You can't do this, you know, or, you know, you know why, why are you going to go and do this, etc., etc. She's not afraid to speak her mind. And the further she gets on in the films, uh, you know, the obviously the harder she gets to the point where she's, you know, beating up weird, mad religious prisoners on a prison planet thing. Um yeah. You know she's she's handy, she's capable, and she's got one of the one of the best entrances of of anybody in any film ever. That's uh, it's at the very end of Aliens power where loader. she's in the power loader. You know, get away from here, you bitch. Uh, when I saw that at the cinema with Mandy a few months ago, I, you know, I hadn't seen the film for quite a long time, and I knew that bit was coming. I Good. knew it was about to happen, but when it did happen, it was like. You know, hairs on the back of my neck. That's just fucking cool. That did is you, ace. Did you say it? Did you say it along with it? Um, no, it wasn't that type of cinema. Okay. I mean, it wasn't in 70mm. I think it was just projected straight from a DVD. So. Oh, wonderful. Uh, if people would like <laughs> yeah. to know how I reacted to that moment live in the cinema, then they can go back to our uh, Aliens deep dive. Um, but can you just recap for us anyway? I kind of whispered it under my breath. <laughs> uh, okay, Can't so did you quick, did you say bitch or did you did you soften the the uh, the B on the bitch? Get away from me, bitch! Get away Just so no one you. could hear. Get away from her, you big mad alien cunt! <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, your best bit of the of the episode. <laughs> okay, um, uh, right, so in terms of coolness. Uh, which is very subjective. I think she's the coolest, coolest action hero there is, pretty much. She's pretty cool. Yeah. And final one. Uh, do you think she's a good role model for um, a young lassie like Rosie? Absolutely, think she is. A hundred percent. She's. What, what would you What would you do, Ollie, if uh, after eventually getting Rosie, kind of, I don't know what what sort of age you will let the kids see the alien films? Probably when they're legally allowed to. Um, yeah, sure. But say, for example, it was like a 12, um, yeah. and she saw Alien 3, and then she came back home the next day and she had a shaved head. What would you think? One of them, innit? Yeah, I mean, look, let kids be kids. I had purple hair, and it didn't affect me. I dyed uh, my hair all sorts of mad colours. I grew my hair really long, and then one night. A uh, friend of the podcast, Ryan, shaved it all off, apart from <laughs> apart from a little bit at the front, <laughs> like oh, a Jesus. head, like a head mustache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pictures of that coming to our Instagram sometime soon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I have got we've, pictures. We've been through Ellen Ripley, so we've established who she is. Uh, she's the hero. Of the Aryan, Aryan, Aryan films, not you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
SS camp death or <laughs> SS death camp or whatever. Okay, um, quickly moving on. Of the alien films. Saracana. Saracana. Uh yeah, okay. So thought thoughts on Saracana. Um, you know, I, I think this one has is wins the award for most improved. Um <laughs> I mean, she's she's pretty wet in in Terminator One. She she needs all the help she can get off uh, Carl Reese. You know, she if you want to live. You know, she can't do anything without without him. Um, she's you know she's not very uh, adaptable to the situation. Her you know her you know, agency's no good. Obviously, she's you know st- st- sticking by his side, doing what. He says, in fact, there is that line in that film, like you just said, if you want to stay alive, stay with me. Uh, I don't think that is the line, but uh, sure. What is the line? Well, in Terminator 2, it's come with me if you want to live. And in Terminator 1, it's come with me if you want to live. Okay. Uh, There is a film where they say, if you want to stay alive, stay with me. A Terminator 1. I I don't know. But anyway, so she's... (laughs) I, I would say, in heroism terms, in Terminator 1, Sarah Connor is the weakest of the bunch, right? She is terrible, okay, right? Well, she can't only... do a single thing for herself, but I then... Don't, I don't know about that. Well, hold on. Okay. But well. what I'm saying is, is that she gets the award for most improved between films. Because okay, in, but, in... but can I just clarify, Ollie? I knew you were going to say that. So you've got you said, this thing to say. You, yeah. Here's the thing I'm gonna say. Okay. Uh, you say said it. that she can't do one thing for herself in the first film. Well, oh, right. Well, in not the first much, film. Anyway. After Kyle Reese dies and she's left on her own with the Terminator in pursuit. Yeah. She she presses lures, a button. She, lures she presses it. a button. She lures it into a crusher, and then she Crusher. says. You're terminated, fucker. And then okay. you know, terminates it. Alright, fine. So she does she she, she does presses, the luring. Look, she presses when, a button at the end of the When she's film. got when she's got a shard of exo, um endo exoskeleton in her leg. Yeah. So you know, like not not nothing. Endoskeleton. Endo. Endoskeleton. Exo is exterior. Yeah, endoskeleton. Right. But also she's the one that's <laughs> Endo an endoskeleton is a skeleton that's doing a mad trick on a motocross bike. In your endoskeleton. Um, yeah. uh, but, but she also she also drags Kyle Reese along at the end when he's injured. Okay. So alright, but she's she's slowly on, on your feet, soldier. So anyway, yeah, she's starting okay. to get there in the first one. She's starting to get there, but but she does spend a lot of the movie being, you know, sort of pulled along. Yeah, surprised by everything and taken aback by how crazy. But in two she's, she's taken to prison. She's yeah. the one doing the pulling. Yeah. Uh, she she is triple hard in Terminator Two to the point of, you know, I mean, she's she's ripped. Yeah. She's clever. She's adapted. <laughs> They're adapting. She's almost like uh, the AI, becoming yeah. self-aware. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's doing all sorts of shit. She's uh, keeping bobby pins to get out of um, uh, the prison room, like finding ways to. Uh, sorry, to like undo her cuffs. Um, yeah. Then once she's got them undone, like managing to like beat up the orderlies. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Um, and one of the orderlies you really fucking hate. Uh, yeah, because he, yeah. he licks her face and he's just yeah. the right sleaze. No one, no one should lick anybody's face. Uh, that's a bit of a wide statement. Nobody unless, should lick anyone's face. No, un- unless uh, well, when they're not able to stop them from doing it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, unless uh, it's again, against agreed their will. prior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prior. Written, con- prior. written consent. There has to be written consent as far as I'm concerned. Okay, I'd love you to lick my face next week. Uh, do it when I'm least expecting it. Uh, okay, regards. <laughs> Licky. Um, okay, so yeah, she does a, a mad good job of breaking out of that prison. She beats up a bunch of like nasty types, and um, although she still carries for the mental good reason, scars. Yeah, she's got mental scars, especially the first time she sees the Terminator. You can understandably see that yeah. uh, she's scared, uh, but she manages to get over that. Yeah. And the most important thing to her, her motive, is to keep John Connor alive. Yeah. So it's a good motive. It's not selfish. It's, it's again, looking out for somebody else, which is heroic. heroic heroism isn't, isn't, a, isn't a selfish act. You know, it's well, a selfless act. Here's the thing. Okay. There is a there is a little bit of logic in here though that overcomes uh, real feeling um, and like sort of emotional consciousness. She's she's quite cold and calculating because okay. the future of the planet is is kind of uh, based based on what she's been told by Kyle mm-hmm. Reese and facts that only she really knows because all the police and various different um, authorities don't believe her bullshit. Um, especially the doctor but she yeah. thinks that in the future the ai and skynet will um take over the world and kill most of the humans or put them into some sort of enslavement uh-huh but she's prepared to kill somebody in order to make that not happen so right. she will cold-bloodedly murder uh james dyson or miles inventor dyson inventor of the, of the hoover, hoover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, miles bennett dyson Miles yeah. Bennett Dyson. Yeah. Um, I like the bit where he's he's uh, got the dead man's trigger in the in the <laughs> office. Yeah, that's a great bit of breathing. I think that might be my favourite movie breathing. That's that's interesting. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Coolness. W Y S R E. Sarah Connor's coolness. I'm saying in the first one, fashion sense. Come on. I mean, it might be the eighties, but oh, I feel differently to you. I feel differently to you. Okay. I I like her fashion in the eighties one, and I don't like her um, tactical uh, Lennon glasses from, <laughs> from Terminator <laughs> Two. Okay, so uh, we're on the fence I mean, on coolness. But the way that she reloads that shotgun is quite cool. Yeah. So cool, coolness. I'm going to say medium. Medium her. cool. Is she a role model? Well, she, she taught John things, Connor a she lot. Solves, she solves things with violence quite a lot. Yeah. Which I would say isn't isn't a great quality, but for the greater good. I also she's think a good that mom. when uh, in the deleted scene from Terminator she's a Two, good mama. Yeah. where they where they reset. When actually, it's a really stupid scene to delete because the fact that the Terminator can uh, learn is all based on the fact that he has his chip reset and none of that is mentioned in the original theatrical version, I don't think. But okay. when they take the chip out in an amazing scene that's very, very cool, uh, people should watch the extended version to see it. Um, she has the chip and as soon as the chip is out, 
she goes to get a hammer to destroy it. And John right. John is the one that says, no, this is like the one tool that we have to potentially save us here. We need to have this Terminator. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe she's a bit of a hothead, really. Yeah. She needs to stop to think every now and again. I think so, yeah. Mm. Okay. She's got some good qualities, but I wouldn't I wouldn't particularly say a great role model. Uh, so moving on, Katniss Everdeen. Now, look, I've only seen Battle Royale. I haven't seen any of the Hunger Games, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to walk me through this one. What's I haven't watched all the Hunger Games, but I've watched uh, Catching Fire. Now I think that's the second one because it acts as if you know, like her and uh, another tribute, a guy called Peter. What's a tribute? Um, let me get to that. Her and him have already won a Hunger Games. Now yeah. the Hunger Games are an event that takes place. It's like in uh, this... eating loads of hot dogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that Adam Carolla thing, like man versus food or whatever. Yeah. No, it's basically that. Getting the she's a big. Sweats. She's a big hero. Hunger Games uh, three meat sweats. <laughs> um, there actually already has been a three. I think it's called Mockingjay Part One. You find it's called meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> colon meat sweats yeah colon meat sweats um, so uh, tribute is um, there in this in this fictional world there are many districts um, and it's sometime in the future those districts um, once a year are the, uh, the, the government or the sort of oppressing authority I don't know what the name is bloody government select two people to come from a particular district to fight in the Hunger Games, which is a brutal battle to the death. Um, yeah. And the tributes are the people who represent the districts. And okay. it's all for the sake of TV. It's a little bit Running Man. Okay. A little bit Battle, uh, battle Royale. Yes. Royale. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. What's, just tell me about Katniss then. So Katniss is, uh, like probably a lot of them, quite reluctant to be taking part in all this bullshit yeah um, and by the time in the second movie that I've seen uh, by the time you get there she's haunted by um, some of what she's done in the past which uh-huh. is to um, kill ar- people arrow some people yeah now here's here are a couple of things that I picked up from this movie and any big Hunger Games fan please get in contact with us because I've only seen one film and I might be getting it all wrong okay but the uh, the thing the one one early part is that she's out in the forest with Liam Hemsworth, her her true love interest, I think. Yeah. Now he's like, oh, you don't really love this guy, Peter, do you? Peter is another tribute who they've essentially been thrown together, and they're now like a sort of uh, Kanye and Kim sort right. of like um, celebrity couple on this okay. um, future TV show, and her real. Uh, love is kind of like that's not all real is it and blah 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 and she doesn't love Peter at the start but strangely enough as this film goes on she grows to like him and then ultimately love him right meanwhile her her ex-boyfriend or kind of love interest kind of falls by the wayside and she doesn't really give shits about it anymore so I don't know really where where her allegiance lies does it matter? I don't know. I mean, this all sounds like teen melodrama to me. Who fancies who? Sounds a bit high school musical. Hey, listen. She's great at action as well. So her adaptability uh, comes in a very literal form. It's almost like uh, kids on an adventure tour with school. Except yeah. this one's got death. 
So they yeah. arrive uh, when the Hunger Games begin, and they arrive in a location where they are thrown up lots of different challenges, and all the different contestants have to adapt and literally work on their feet to understand how to okay to to do something about it. So it's using their weapon of choice to fight and fend off other uh, people, as well as. Um, crazy things like a, an attack of okay. monkeys or did you enjoy the was it a good chemical fog the the movie was good yeah um, okay and does it make you want to watch the rest of them i actually think i will watch the rest but i'll go go back to the start first wow um, wow um, okay. so yeah i think it's good so tenacity uh, when she knows what she wants she'll go after it and i think her tenacity probably increases in the next film because the resistance against this government feels like it's just about to kick off. And Elevenacity. She, and then that's what she really is wanting to fight for. She She's not wanted to do the fighting that she's been forced to do already. Uh, so I think she probably is quite tenacious, really. Okay. Uh, adaptability, really good, because she can uh, find her way out of really tough uh, circumstances. Okay. Agency, I kind of felt like the message in these films is not that you have to go it alone, that um, the men that help her in various ways it's not because she's a defenceless girl it's because everybody needs to work together to everyone's in it Yeah, I think everyone's been thrown in, they're in the same boat yeah um, which is a really good thing I think because it's not, not a case of wow she's just wow. an extraordinarily hard woman or yeah. wow she just needs to get wow. helped by some guy it's, yeah. it's a good middle ground yeah okay her motives, I think, are a little bit messed up just because of the scenario she's in. Is she quite, has to. She doesn't get up. a choice. Yeah. Okay. Coolness. I think she's quite badass with a yeah. with a bow. I think yeah. it's a very cool weapon to have. Yeah. Um, you've literally highlighted the cell coolness now. Oh, role model. Is she okay. a good role model? Well, she's Don't a role I. model to the women in the uh, the girls in the world because they all do her their hair like her. Okay. Um, whether she's a good one or not, I don't know until I see all the films. But I, I think she's so far. I think she's pretty cool. Yeah, so far, pretty good. I'd say medium on role model. I still think Ellen Ripley's got the edge on this. Okay, Wonder Woman, Wonder Diana, Woman. Princess of the Diana. Amazonians. You mean Diana? Diana. Diana. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I've got someone called Diana, but it's spelled differently. Okay, so yeah, we both enjoyed this film. I seem to remember correctly. You seem to remember correctly. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah, okay, so enjoyable film. Now, starts off with an unfair advantage, I believe. Being being the daughter of a god, being, being like kind of born hard is, you know, I think superheroes, I think, lose a point. Born hard. Born hard. I think that's, that's the diehard follow-up with Bruce Willis and his uh, very similar-looking baby. Yeah, e- equally bald baby. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think superheroes just lose a point for me because they're they're born with a with an advantage, you know. Whereas somewhere like Ellen Ripley or Sarah Connor, they they have to adapt and they have to. Um, you know, rise up to this challenge, and they're not—they're not capable, really. They have to really, you know, in the moment, do it. Whereas Wonder Woman, you know, practically the hardest person on the on the fictional planet, really. 
you know, she's she's just, you know, she's the film makes her out to be invincible, right? Mm-hmm. So what is she what's she gonna struggle with? You and your banter? No, but what she does struggle with obviously is uh, humanity's failings, right? So that's obviously quite she's so a- high and mighty. Uh, no, sorry, carry on. So she start. I mean, but she starts off quite aloof when she gets to uh, London in the film. So she starts off on this invisible island where she's been training, and you know she really wants it as well. She really wants to train hard, and she really wants to be the best. So you know she's. It's not for the want of trying. So she might start off with this innate ability, but you know she has to work hard AF to you know to be the the best Wonder Woman right but when she gets to to the UK to London you know she's naive she's a bit aloof she doesn't really know what's going on she doesn't understand social interaction too much you know saying the wrong thing all the time she's a little bit you know a little bit Clark Kent I guess but obviously you know after a while she starts to learn a a few things about humans in general and that's the kind of journey that she goes on uh she learns a little bit more about her abilities but she also learns a lot of about compassion as well and a little bit about sort of the reality of the situation um about good and evil and all that kind of stuff so just to jump straight to role model i think she's an excellent role model i think on the list for me she's one of she is one of the better probably for me better than Ellen Ripley I think she's a great role model well I, I have one thing to say about that <sighs> just got my one thing to say Bart Cabode says no uh, in uh, an interview with James Cameron no would you want did you want to keep guessing or should we just let me say it say it the uh, episode where we did our review on Wonder Woman um, yeah. I mentioned that a female friend had said oh that looks rubbish she's just got no clothes on so my point here is that everybody that we've mentioned so far, Ellen Ripley, Sarah Connor and Katniss Everdeen, have managed to be screen action stars without taking uh-huh. their clothes off. Right. Um, and Katniss Everdeen, to some extent, is kind of thrust into the sort of TV world where she has to like wear like fancy clothes and stuff, but she hates all of that shit. Uh-huh. Wonder Woman, I, I do get the point that a um, friend of the podcast made, which is... yeah she's in pants and stuff now I, on the one hand that's that's what the character looks like and it always has done but those characters yeah. were always drawn by men back in a time when yeah. it was more you know I, I wouldn't say titillation but it was like catering to the male yeah. audience right um, and that's kind of yeah. lasted because it's the character's look and that's just the shame of it now I agree generally that She's she's taking on like life's big questions about what good and evil are and how we can make everything better. But all forever. the while wearing the shortest skirt known to man. Yeah, is that what those, you're saying? Those sorts. Of but things, I don't yeah. th- actually don't think it's gratuitous in the way that something like the Fast and the Furious is just horrifically gratuitous. No, from I, start I know. To end. I'm not. I'm not saying that the movie was gratuitous with it either, and no. nor was the costume this time. It wasn't like no. oh wow, that's really showing like a lot off. Wow! Wow! Yeah. It, it's just that the character has that about them. The movie wasn't sort of didn't have like a weird pornographic sensibility like Michael no. Bay does, like kind no, of aiming no. the camera up skirts. But yeah, um, I just well, I that, think it's just all the costume, the costume, and the the Amazonians. They were, all the costumes were designed by um, the director Patty Jenkins and her 
um, you know, costume department in mind of how they would buy women design for them. women, yeah, buy women for women, but as if like how would these strong women want to portray themselves? Um, you know, and that's you know, I mean, you you can go and, go and read these quotes for yourself. Um, Actually, I kind of get what you I do kind of get what you're saying, but more just on a on a kind of morals point of view. I think you know, I would just say that she is you know very keen to learn, keen to accept, keen to make things better. You know, and do and do the right thing. And and also, she does have like a team of of guys with her. Uh-huh. Um, you know, she is in a male basically in a male world. The the only other women in the film is a, a baddie and some kind of. Uh, posh ladies at a ball there's no other women in it really well there, there's actually there's Lucy Davis isn't there the, mm-hmm. the kind of the, the, the sort of comic relief um, PA assistant but uh-huh. you know she is still not tied to them you know she goes off does her own thing she, she doesn't really need them so much you know she's not tied to them okay. so she still has a lot of her own agency I guess she's not I- yeah, I, I was just going to say we're spending an awful long time on Wonder Woman. Okay, well, we can move on then. I think she's yeah. she's she's worth spending time on. But we can move on to Princess Leia. Okay, now, Princess Leia, we had three options for Star we Wars did. characters to pull into this. Now, yeah. what, what's our reasoning for her over Rey, or the one that I refer to as the one from Rogue One? And actually, that already describes my reasoning. I think for... we've seen, because we've seen more of Leia's story so far. You know, I personally we've... I personally would maybe vote for Rey here. Well, you know, we've, we've still got another two that we can add, so we can, we can add her. Uh, yeah. So just to just a quick rundown, I guess, the reason why I've put uh, uh, Jin Erso from Rogue One in is because she doesn't have any special magical powers. Spoiler alert, she, you know, practically agrees to give her life um, on a sort of mad suicide mission for the greater good. Does does do that, saves the day. Uh, but I agree with what you say is that for some reason in the script, all the way through it, other guys are doing, you know, the things for her. Like, uh, uh, she I doesn't get to have her revenge. Like, the, the bad guy kills her dad. But yep. she's actually robbed of her revenge. So you know, by by a by a bloke turning up, and, the, and there, was, there was no reason for that to happen. It was at, unsatisfying. At the, at the vital moment in the film, uh, where she comes face to face with the baddie, um, yeah. she she's helpless and is saved by a man. That's yeah. that's my point. Yeah, I, and I get and I get that. And I, I did enjoy Rogue One, but that yeah. uh, makes me think that the character is not a particularly strong female action hero. Um, I think she. But I think what she does could have come across better. But what she does is heroic. Ultimately, it's selfless and heroic. Agree. Agree. Okay, Uh, so let's talk about Leia then. I I personally think Ray is great because she um, didn't undergo an eye candy period. No. Um, But uh, let's talk about Leia then, who who is currently on the list. Well, I mean, she's you know she's she's the one that so far had the most you know the most story hasn't she so you know she gets stuck in by by the third one she's she's getting stuck in there she's fighting alongside everybody mm-hmm. she's doing bits then but but she does you know again like she is kind of sometimes relegated to you know just the sister or just the love interest 
or just the one in Jabba's um, yeah, prison to be you saved. Know, being held captive and stuff. So may, maybe you're right. I mean, obviously, everybody's got uh, you know a special place in their heart for Leia because you know she is a classic character and she was good in in the in the Force Awakens as well. You know, she I, was. I think she she goes from uh, that sort of defenselessness and being um, captured by Jabba the Hutt, and yeah, I, I mean, she didn't choose to wear that. Jabba the Hutt no. wanted her to wear that. Oh, bloody creep! Total creepo. Um, she does kind of kiss her brother. But yeah. um, but ultimately, she becomes a commando because she knows how to get shit done, um, yeah. and also did start doing a fair bit of the the action stuff as the story progressed. Yeah. Shooting, you know, running yeah. around corridors, moving uh, important digital information between <laughs> droids, you jumping know. over logs, <laughs> etc. Yeah, um, pressing zero to crouch. Um, so I mean with with Ray what what's your thoughts on Ray I mean she's self she's self trained she's a survivalist she's making ends meet on a planet um, yeah. and and just about getting by um, so quick fact she's she's 19 years old in the film and was born 11 years after the battle of endor so that's return of the jedi for those who don't know okay but she doesn't she doesn't need much help so she's self-trained. She's a survivalist. You know, I mean, they go to great she, lengths, she's, obviously. She's the one giving help because Johnny Boyega's running yeah. about like a bloody idiot and she's punching everyone for him. Yeah, she's, you know, she can fly. She can do all, she can do all this stuff. You know, she's, uh, she's handy. She's now harnessing the powers of the Jedi as well. So, yeah. you know, she can resist mind tricks. <laughs> yeah, she's a very important character in the world did actually i've got i've got a little fact here did you did you know about daniel craig yeah he's the he's the stormtrooper in the room that that uh, ray yeah that ray convinces to release her and leave the door open that was daniel craig yeah so and it says here now this is just somebody adding it says fitting because it's the 007th star wars film (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate people sometimes <laughs> um, so just uh, so, quickly so, so what, what so are you saying are we going to make a, a decision are we are we going to I mean how, how do you feel do you feel we need to swap swap Ray for Leia for Ray is that what you're saying I would like to have Ray on the potentially pulling into the top 10 list let's get through some of the others and then see if uh, there's a head to head that we can go on and make a choice between Ray and someone I'm else gonna, I'm going to colour her cell in yellow. yellow. Okay. Okay. Um, that's on a spreadsheet for those that can't watch along with us. Um, <laughs> I, I think the the thing I would say about Ray is she's able to like uh, deceive and break the mind of James Bond. So I mean, yeah. So it's quite okay. Hard. So quickly moving on now, we're going to really have to fly through these. Um, so the bride. I mean, I Kill hate, Bill. hate Kill Bill, but I mean, let's let's take the bride through the same. Same things as before because I let's just think about the character. Right? The same ringer. Yeah. W R I N G E R. Ringer. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess the one negative point here is what is she driven by? Revenge. Revenge. Reva- revenge. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's driven by a revenge. Revenge. Uh, which ultimately. 
you know, not not a good motive, um, but does make for a bloody good, bloody good film. Well, um, so disagree, but I mean, it, sorry, Revenge makes for a good film, yeah. but not, not in this not case, in this not case. for you. Okay, so she was Uma Thurman, who plays the bride, was offered the script of uh, Kill Bill and her role as the bride as a thirtieth birthday present from Quentin Tarantino. Well, that Imagine that! Happy birthday! I've got a role for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be amazing if he had fully intended on having somebody else do it but he just happened to be at her 30th really pissed yeah <laughs> he hasn't got a present oh, on him oh sorry I've not got your present right right uh, you know uh, right uh, <laughs> so it's your birthday right uh, do you want to be in Kill Bill uh. <laughs> and he's like s- scribbling out Burt Reynolds name on the script <laughs> Uh, okay right she's tenacious as fuck yeah that that much is true yeah and she can you know she's fallible she can get battered a little bit she makes you know she does she does pretty bad things I mean she kills one of the one of the people on her hit list she kills practically in front of a in front of this one's daughter um which is I think has been threatened to be made into a sequel at some point because there is that line that the bride says to the little girl if you still feel bad about it in a few years or, or whenever I'll be waiting so you know I do feel that that's going to happen at some point I mean why put that line in there it won't be you... directed by Tarantino though because he said that he's only going to do one more film is he? unless he's bullshitting and that's already got like a bit of a script on the go I think okay uh, um, yeah but I, I mean I like her she's you know she's handy uh, while she's driven by revenge, she, you know, she she goes to specifically learn her skills. She gets the best sword, sharpest sword possible, chops hella feet and heads off. Um, you know, pretty cool in the process. She's pretty adaptable as well. Yeah. Because she's able to get out of a coffin with a one-inch punch. She's yeah. able to... Pluck someone's eye out. She's also able to get out of the... I think the back of a van or something using her toes I, I can't remember yeah um, anyway she's able to get out of a tough spot agency but I think she's just well, yeah she's completely able to um, define Do her future herself, yeah. yeah I mean she's the one that's deciding that the whole revenge is going to take place and her motives yeah. pretty bad yeah revenge um, coolness yeah very I mean you know I, I say so. She's wearing Bruce Lee's bloody, you know, romper suit from Game of Death for crying out loud. She's, you know, she's got, she's dripping with cool. Yeah, but I mean, it's just the same suit. <sighs> Fine. Uh, Role role model? Role model? No. Fine. The worst, probably the worst one on the list. Yeah. We got, we've got to move on quick now. Um, so Furiosa, played by... Uh, Charlize Theron in Mad Max Fury Road um, now you go and see Mad Max a film literally called Mad Max right what do you expect who's the hero Mel Gibson wrong <laughs> <laughs> who else could the hero be um, let's go with Tom Hardy Mad, Mad Max wrong oh really 
Tell me yeah, more. Yeah, he's not he's not the bloody hero. It's it's only Furiosa. So here, Furiosa, a woman of action and a woman who believes her path to survival may be achieved if she can make it across the desert back to her childhood homeland and in the process uh, saving five captive women from a, a bloody tyrant. Um, she's basically taken a massive a massive risk to do this. She knows that she's going to have the whole of this mobilised, mad-as-fuck car army after her the moment that she breaks off and... Tries to, tries to rescue these these women that are basically used as, I guess, like surrogates, I suppose, to yeah. have children. Uh, so she's like, no, this is bullshit. I'm getting them out. I'm getting them the hell out of this situation. She's got a she's got a prosthetic robotic arm, so you can tell in the past she's, you know, been seen in a few scrapes. She's seen some action. She can go. She can go toe to toe with Mad Max, Tom Hardy, and neither of them can get the upper hand on each other. So, <clears throat> you know they are they are matched. You know they they are they are matched. Um, so I I left the I left matched. the film. They are mad matched. I th- I think she's brilliant in this film. I you know she, I think she's off of the list. I'm gonna say she's getting a couple of my votes. Mm. She might be getting two dots. Okay. I think she's brilliant. Okay, um, I, I mean, I, I just I, think she's I really agree. good. I think she's a really strong character. Um, you know, it's a fairly, you know, pretty much a silent film, but I think, you know, what needs to be said is said, and her actions are just so strong and so like heroic, and you know, yeah, tenacity AF basically. Yeah, uh, her motives are good. She 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 does a lot of the decision making yeah. uh, men or other people in the world are not making the decisions for her she's very cool yeah and I mean it's quite quite a high concept film so yeah. I, I don't know how literally you could take the term role model but uh, she is a good role model I think really. I think so yeah um, I think so she's making a you know she's doing a very very difficult thing for a, a good reason at you know, potentially what could be a, a massive cost. But yeah, great film, great character. Uh, final okay. one, Resident Alice. Resident Evil Alice. You've seen all the films. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what are you saying? W-I-S-R-E. I'm saying... The, didn't Evil. I, I can't remember if... I, I can't remember what I said on, on the podcast about her Should we go back and listen to it? Um, yeah, can you just drop a jingle in? Yeah. All right, uh, I didn't actually make the time to watch that, but um, just thinking back, I just don't know anything about Alice from Resident Evil. There have been five or so films. I bought the bloody box set on Blu-ray. For Christ's sake. And still don't really know what her crack is, to be honest. What's okay, well, she's, uh, you know, well up for a, a bit of a spin kick bit of a somersault kick uh-huh she's handy she's up for a forward flip and then shoot as she's upside down she's up for a power slide on her knees double you know oozy 
shooting people. She's up for that. She's she's okay. So physically speaking, she's probably one of the better of the ones that we've discussed here. Wonder Woman. Yeah. There's a lot of good uh, martial arts action as well. That kick that you can do. Ray Ray is um, very good as well. But I yeah. think I think um, Mila Jovovich as Alice takes the biscuit on the action yeah. front. Um, yeah. But I just don't know much about her character and I don't really get the point of it all. But she is very self-motivational. She has got a low, um, you know, a lot of self-agency. You know, she doesn't necessarily need other people to... You know, she's normally the leader of the pack, right? Which pack? Pack of ten. No, she's, she's, no, she's normally the leader of the pack. Yeah. You know, she's normally leading the charge. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, what do you think? And okay, and coolness then. Yeah, I think I think that's that's you know she's she's cool. Rubbish. I mean, to to like you know, twelve year old boys <laughs> and me. <laughs> um, yeah. Why have you just written Trinity there? Because we don't have her on the list. <laughs> well, I think that's going to have to be uh, nine. Okay, well, so those are the ones that we think are already in. Yeah. Uh, who are the... Let's let's just spin through the others that could potentially come in. So uh, we actually have Red Sonja on here. Yeah. Uh, even more of a stretch, we've got Moana on here. I think action star, I'm a little... Like female role model, sure. But uh, action star, right. yeah, I'm a little bit... Very, very much so a role model... I yeah. mean, it's quite an action-packed film, but but yeah, I'd agree. Um, probably not. Not quite right role. for this this yeah. um, esteemed role. Hit yeah. girl. Hit girl from Kickass and Kickass Two. I mean, oh. I think I think pretty good. You know, she's she's strong. She's capable. She's more got a capable cool look. than most people. Yeah, she's got a cool look. Yeah, um, and she's also got a lot of agency. Nobody's telling her what to do. Yeah. Although all that kind of uh, attitude swearing. and swearing in the first one, in the second one, you see a little bit more about her. She yeah. actually is fallible. Uh, yeah. Fine. Okay. Lara Croft. You've just coloured that cell red, so Lara Croft's <laughs> out. I, maybe we just don't need to even give a reason for that. If anyone no. is, if anyone's butt hurt by this, then they can get in touch with us and tell us why Lara Croft should have been in. But for now, yeah. we're just not going to bother. Yeah. Celine from Underworld. Uh, you've also coloured that one red. I yeah. think I think the movies are fine because I quite like that crow esque sort of dark goth thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the character I think is quite bland and really, uh, I don't know. A lot of it is eye candy type stuff that makes me think she's not a great role model for girls. It's very written by a man, and it it feels like a a group of movies that are written by a man. Maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but that's no. I think you're right. Um, yeah. And Kate Beckinsale's there, and the character is to serve the purposes of a titillating film. And yeah. Who's next? Catalia, Catalia. Yeah. Uh, from Colombiana. Yeah. So, um, just one sec. So this is. Uh, an Olivier Megaton film um, so it's Zoe Saldana and she is also in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy okay. um, as the one of the mad alien sisters yep. that you know 
we've discussed before. Now this this film, she goes full commando against uh, like a Colombian drug cartel. I mean, like if you see it, she she literally goes full commando. Um, guns, rocket launchers, going no into a, a compound. No, well, just going into a compound, into a big kind of mad sort of palace thing and just shooting the shit out of everybody, doing it in a double hard way. Um, you know, she's she's good, she's there. <laughs> I mean, but it basically is like a, a sort of a commando style one man, one, one, one man army. I mean, she's basically double hard. So my only reason for not uh, thinking that she should buy her way in is just because I've not seen it. So I'm, I know that's unfair. But yeah, no, I, but that's I just fine. don't know enough. Okay. Um, I mean, if you're really pushing for it, then I wouldn't mind. But um, okay. okay, next, who else have we got? Black Widow. Well, we, so we get we we going with Black Widow. So this is um, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Scarlett Johansson from the Marvel mm, films, not the original movie. No, You're talking so about the there Scarlett Johansson version of it. So there isn't there isn't a film called uh, Black Widow. So she's basically part of the Avengers. I mean, she's fine, but she's a side character. Um, but does you know does do some good stuff. She's very useful, um, you know, <laughs> and can hold her own. But ultimately, a side plays character sec- plays second fiddle to the second man fiddle characters. To Iron Man. So okay. you know. Maybe when she's got her own film. Sure. But until then. And I think maybe the same has to be said for uh, Hal Berry's Storm. Sorry, in, what? In Halle... Ha, ha, I don't know, you say it. Can you not Halle just say Barry. it? Though, can you, yeah, can, you, know, you know that that's how people say her name. You're just being awkward. Well, how did you I'm land not, there in the end? Just, just, just say panic. things the way that people on TV say them. Just panic. Um, I, I think the same thing here. I think when you've got a big ensemble cast and you haven't had your own your own movie, mm. I think it's hard for you to stand, you know, to stand out. And I think she had um, that line in the first X Men, which was, "Do you know what happens to a frog when it gets struck by lightning?" And then she, it, there's no comeback. It's, it, you know, it's wow. Just, okay, I did not know about that. <laughs> so for that reason, she's out. I'm out. Annie from Speed. I I like Annie from Speed. I must say. Yeah. Now, um, but does I, I, she? Do, you know what? I think what I've, well, I think what I've just dream. said is that I like Sandra Bullock. Okay. <laughs> because I I think Annie from Speed is basically the same person that's in Gravity. Right. I mean, she's adaptable. Mm-hmm. She's tenacious. She'll live yeah. by any means necessary. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's not Annie from Speed. <laughs> I mean, does does she get, you know, more capable in the second one, or is uh, she still basically, you know, in for the ride? Uh, in for the ride, I think. But she's much better. But uh, what's his name? Jason, the guy that replaces Keanu. Patrick. Jason Patrick. Uh, yeah. Great, great memory there. Uh, yeah. He does the line. Well, my show cat's name Patrick. Sure. Okay. Who else we got here? Now I've not seen this film, but I've, I've I've had a look at the trailer, and I said to you, "This looks great," mm-hmm. and you were like, mm, "I'll have to watch it again." But Mallory Kane from Haywire. No, she's definitely very good at the action star side of things. Yeah. Um, but I think very forgettable. I my comment about this was I literally confuse Contagion and Haywire with one another, and they're both uh, Steven Soderbergh films. 
Yeah. I just, I don't know, there's there's a boringness to the way that they're shot. And you flagged up that uh, it's actually only just over an hour, hour and a half. Uh-huh. Um, even at that, it felt like it dragged quite a lot, and with a lot of action scenes. And the story really didn't help. So I know that that's not character-based, but all of that ultimately makes me go, I don't really care uh, to remember. What you're saying is... Game. 5X forgettable. Yeah, we're you're putting the cell in red. She's okay, uh, the last two, Letty from Fast and the Furious. So this is Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, I think holds her own with everybody else, but again, is part of an ensemble. So where she's overshadowed different. by the men. Not all, not all the time, um, you know. But they, I think, in those films, they basically all have their moment. Uh huh. So I don't think. Anyone that's, that that's quite good enough to be the best action star. Just having your moment in an ensemble. No, but that's that's kind of how they how those films work. Is like they will all have their individual moments, and then they'll all do a big Megazord, Power Rangers, everyone together doing summit moment as well. Okay. But you know, still, I think she's good. Um, and Yu Shulian from uh, this is Michelle Yeoh in. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and if you've seen that, she's again double hard. Any weapon she picks up, she's just the absolute master of it. She's the the hardest person in the film, um, and you know basically the the legendary warrior of the whole of the whole movie. Um, and she's got some great fight scenes. She's not like the main character, but she's like the kind of the legendary one. But I wouldn't say that it's been a long time since I've seen it, so. I wouldn't say she has like the hero's journey. Can I can I give you uh, a little bit of a surprise? I've never se- I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. Uh, should I? Yeah, definitely. It's okay. very good. Can I ask you a question? Um, okay. On the toughness volume knob. Yeah. Um, where does double hard rank by comparison to raging semi? <laughs> oh, lo- loads higher. Okay. Full a, f- a full twist of the knob. <laughs> 3x knob twist Um, yeah okay cool right so I feel like uh, so there's four that are potentially buying their way in Uh, that's Annie what are we saying about Red Sonja nah okay wow wow I mean here's my thoughts on that Bridget Nielsen is a great action action star but the character of Red Sonja albeit having her own movie I just I don't think she was she's good enough to make the cut. Okay, so um, so what we're saying is is we've got nine. We we need one more because you know Tr- Trinity's good. She's there. You know she's we we haven't mentioned Trinity, but I reminded you because we were like, oh yeah, she's a no brainer. Yeah, she's a no brainer. So you don't have to brain that one. It's you know. So of the four, we've got Ray, we've got Hit Girl, we've got. Uh, Catalea from Colombiana and Annie from Speed Two, but um, I, I think I think let's eliminate Annie from Speed Two because I really only kind of had the positive feel for that because I I mentally just think that she's the same person as she is from Gravity. Okay. And um, <laughs> Miss Congeniality. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Miss Congeniality One and Two. <laughs> Right, look, we we can't digress. We've, Literally, we, you know, anything we... with Sandra Bullock in it is good. Uh, fine, sorry. Okay, um, look, I think I think the the amount that we've spoken about, uh, surely 
we have to go for Ray from The okay. Force Awakens. Ray's in then. Ray's in. Okay, Ray's so in the sticks. We're we're not we're not gonna waste another second. Um, we're both furiously working at this uh, spreadsheet, so you're gonna hear a little bit of music now. And so we're about we're to gonna, dot vote now. For we're the listener, about to dot vote to make this exciting. We've got only eight votes, and we need to use them to select the uh, which of the ten deserve uh, the votes that we give them. So, so the top four that we get here will be the ones that the listeners can vote on to tell us which is the best action star, um, and we'll be able to find that by giving. Um, three votes maximum to any individual one but eight overall okay yeah okay <laughs> you can't do that how many dots are we allowed to give to each one three max and you've got only eight overall so you're going to have to choose okay. to not give some of these characters some yeah. I, I want to move okay. Trinity into the actual list have you, have you got any more left? No, I think I've used them. Am I happy? Am I happy? Okay, so we've got our top. No, because barbed wire is down oh, yeah. three. No, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> that, that did not work at all. Uh, uh, no. I mean, it's not that hard to work out, is it? No. But we're going to have a heat here. Yeah, but let's let's just confirm that Furiosa got three from you and none from me. It doesn't matter. That's the way dot voting works. I know, mate. I know. That's where that is. Like. I'm a, I'm so, a pro. so now, so now we have to make those safe. We lock them. Anything with a one now, I guess, has to be eliminated. Yeah. Eliminated. Well, what we'll do is, I guess. Do we do we now dot Boom. vote again? Yes. On the on the remaining three. This is good. You're good at spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, at the end of a quite a quite a difficult um, dot voting procedure, uh, here's how it's gone down. So in the very first. In the very first round, uh, Ripley, Ellen Ripley made it through. Wonder Woman made it through. Furiosa made it through. They all they all sailed through. With, with um, the top possible three points. Yeah. Uh, so going through to round two, because we need another vote to uh, decide the final place, we had Trinity, Ray and Sarah Connor, um, all on two votes each. Uh, Katniss did actually get one vote, but we decided not to carry her through. Um, you know, she just didn't. You know, two versus one, you do the maths. Uh, so we voted again. Um, I've put two votes on Ray. Ian's put two votes on Sarah Connor. So what we're going to have to do uh, is say that you know we've got a draw there. They both go through. So our final lineup is uh, Ellen Ripley, Sarah Connor. Wonder Woman, uh, Ray, and Furiosa. So I think that is pretty solid, and uh, we'll be doing a vote on that practically now. So get voting. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you think should have gone through. Um, yeah, but just you know, give it, give it a vote. Let's let's get this uh, let's get this going. 
I, I'm disappointed that Trinity didn't make it. Uh, sorry, that, um, yeah, that Trinity didn't make it through. That's the nature of dot voting. I know. It's deep disappointment for me. Because I was going to spread my votes and then I changed my mind and went double down on Sarah Connor. Yeah, because you needed her to, to be in, so... So I, there we go. I needed that in my life. Right, we've been recording for far too long, so I think we need to wrap this up right now. Wrap you up. Um, okay, yeah. if you want to get involved with the voting, then we'll be on facebook.com forward slash guys on film with a poll over there. And we'll also be doing a poll on Instagram, and we'll pull the two polls and uh, get some sort of outcome from them. So. Uh, go to at GOF Podcast on Twitter and Instagram to check out our stuff there and go to uh, guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact if you want to get in touch with us that way I think that's kind of it I mean I'm really flagging right now can't imagine how listeners must feel I've got quite a lot of editing to do this is the longest we've ever recorded for bye bye